It's Friday night, everybody. You know what that means. It's Friday night. Let's have some fun. Let's get together and play a ton. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm John. And we're Friday, Friday night, night Games. Friday Night Games. <laughs> it will always be awkward. No, that wasn't awkward at all. We okay. totally hit. We totally nailed that. <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. So we are two board game enthusiasts who love to <laughs> party. <laughs> <laughs> or we love party games. <laughs> now, on today's show, we are going to highlight what makes a fantastic party game. And we're going to highlight a game, Cues and Cues, which was sent to us by the op. So when we talk about it, our opinion will be completely unbiased. But we're just going to preview that. We're going to discuss some different social party games that we were asked to review before that we haven't really mentioned on our podcast. And see where everything else goes. And when we do our geek out, I think we're going to talk about some awesome party games. I have a surprise from Matt. I want to get his kind of reaction about this party game that we played that I actually had a really fun time playing. And see, see what he thinks about that one. Cool. So what makes a good party game, John? Well, I put it out there on our Instagram to ask what some other fellow content creators thought would make a really good party game. The funniest thing was that, you know, people are trying to troll when you ask those things. So a very popular answer was poop. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I would have said beer. I mean, let, let's get into what people actually thought. Okay. I mean, I don't remember ever being at a party where poop was fun. <laughs> So you weren't at a very good party then. No, I guess not. <laughs> so our friends at Gamecasters says that a party game has to play a lot of people, have a really light rule set, and rounds have to play quickly. They think that seems to be a great recipe. Family Game Time suggests that everyone needs to be having fun to the point where no one cares what the score is or who's winning just because they're having that much fun. Cameron from Saving Throw Studio commented that every good party game needs to include beer. Ah, see? Cameron <laughs> agrees with me. And Meeple Merch said that they should be lighthearted and accessible. I thought they really was really cool. They did throw a little story that they have a blind friend that they always play wits and wagers with. That way their friend can participate since there's no board or cards. That's something uh, I wouldn't even have thought of. That's yeah. that's very clever. That's a good answer. Diff a different answer. What's really cool with that answer is that it's actually been a really hot topic on social media. Is like, how do you make games really accessible? So that was a really cool answer. I really enjoyed that. So thanks for everyone who answered on our Instagram post. Was there any other submissions? Yeah, there were some submissions too that people said to not have any secret roles. Okay. Okay. Isn't that like, isn't that what all party games have <laughs> these days? You know, there's the the big party game, One Night Werewolf. Right. Which is all secret roles. And resist. I mean, resistance. And resistance, but resistance yeah. isn't, I don't know, is it a party game? That's a good question. Because it doesn't have, it's not for like a ton of people. Where Werewolf is similar, but with a ton of people. But anyway, keep going. Yeah, I kind of wanted to get like your opinion on that. Because when you introduced Werewolf to me, it was in a party setting. And people were able to play along pretty easily. I don't see why hidden roles would be a bad thing in a party game. You know, if you're trying to get a lot of people involved, you know, Ultimate Werewolf is a very good game for that. Maybe one of the things people don't like about secret roles is that when you have a secret role, you're completely doing that role. Right. So there's no, maybe side banter doesn't happen as much because you're role playing. Yeah, I guess I did see that when we played Werewolf Last, where it was a quiet game. Right. right. It's okay. not as, uh, that, which yeah. is interesting because it shouldn't be a quiet game. It should be a game of accusing people. But even if you are accusing people, you're not discussing your family or kids or whatever, right? Right. Maybe that's the issue people have. Maybe. Another one was the ability to drop in or out. Which kind of goes along with what we were saying. 
Yeah. You can't really drop in or out a werewolf. Right. <laughs> unless, well, unless you, you could. Get, unless you get accused and you're kind of out of the game. Unless, right? you, unless you're like, I am a werewolf. I am a werewolf. <laughs> get rid of me. Get rid of me. I want to go eat pizza. The pizza's here. <laughs> I can't eat pizza if I'm in this game. Can someone just kill me already? Yeah. <laughs> Hang me? The ability to play with all age groups. And I like this answer, too, to entertain people who don't play board games. I agree with that. Party games are a very easy way to bring in people into the board game genre. I think it's more of a gateway game than the than the quote unquote gateway board games. Right. Because people have a lot of fun playing board games, party games specifically, and that brings them into well, what else is there? Right. You know, and like we've played our fair share of party games. Uh, that's as well. Technically, how we got our group. Yeah. You know, we started off playing more party games, and, and then you know, started figuring out like, hey, you know, what else interests us? Like, you can argue Epic Spell Wars and Coup are party games. And yeah. those are two of the games we really love. But we started we started off playing them and that really got us into it. You know, I I'm like a collector of friends and we have a <laughs> we have a group that goes way back to when I was in kindergarten and then it continues through high school, university, and I just keep adding people and then my wife's friends come and you know, then we have a game of twenty for werewolf. There you go. And then people's wives and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a question for me? Oh, I do have a question for you. What do you think makes uh party game i think if everyone's having a good time like i said with the last time we played werewolf i felt like it was very quiet and people weren't totally into the game even though i really liked playing werewolf the first time we played because we were playing with a smaller group of people and we were like really into the accusing maybe that has to do with the group and yeah exactly the the people who how they enjoy it good company thank you i'm usually there there you go (laughs) Uh, i'm not a big like house party fan like i you know even like high school and college i never really enjoyed going to house parties coming to our game night or like when you have extra people at your house usually it's pretty good company and we can have a lot of fun playing some party games so i think you know good company alcohol obviously is always a good one and certain drinking games can be fun so like when we played was it buzzed oh buzz was good when we played when we went on our beer trip that was a lot of fun we had a lot of fun playing that especially when kyle and i changed wardrobes (laughs) (laughs) i've actually had a lot of fun playing all the drinking games that we played buzz drinking with friends i know you weren't there when we played drinking with frenemies and you weren't there when we played drinking quest but both of those are very good too nice drinking quest is not really a party game though you could kind of consider that a board game with drinking there you go and drinking with frenemies is very similar to buzzed cool so what do you think about the suggestions that people gave to us i think like for me party game could be categorized into two things look at that look at that math coming at you right there (laughs) categorization of things i picture matt's brain like that (laughs) meme or that woman's like thinking and the math equations are evading in and out of isn't that isn't that from um wow (laughs) hold on a second here isn't that from hangover Nah, maybe when he's like know. going down the escalator and then he's like i have all these equations going and, like, <laughs> and then he gets up the table and loses isn't that what it's from maybe i don't know i don't know okay well anyways i don't know i'm not meme games not strong i'm more i'm more like him okay <laughs> zach galifianakis in that movie a hangover that's what i'm like anyway so it, <laughs> it's two things for me and the two main categorizations for me is non-thinking and laughter and so like if you're gonna play a party game it should be non-thinking like you can play it while having a conversation me and you are playing this game and there's thinking yeah i know what my moves are but i don't have to spend a lot of time doing it and you know janitor or poker might be a good example mainly because you know those are games people play repetitively and, and they're well known so you can just play them and have a conversation while you're playing the other thing that it really makes a good party game for me would be laughter weird enough i can read a room really well i can tell if people are having fun or not having fun and so 
games where I see everyone kind of excited and really into it, those are the games that I know are very good party games. So whenever we play Coup, yep. everyone's super into it. They love it. Well, everyone's always the Duke. <laughs> or the captain. Or the captain, yeah. But I mean, like, that's that's the thing, right? Like, everyone's super into it, though. And everyone's having, like, a fantastic time. Everyone's laughing and joking and, like, accusing each other. And there's a lot of banter going on. And, and I think that that is the other thing. So you shouldn't be thinking too much. And you should be having a good time. And then they may or may not be together, right? You may have a right. game where it may not be as fun, but you're not thinking as much. Or there might be a game where it's really fun and you're thinking a lot more. I agree. All right, cool. So we actually got to preview a very new party game. Yeah. The people at the op were gracious enough to send us a couple games. But in this podcast, we're just going to feature Hughes and Cues. Yeah, very cool. So Hughes and Cues is a vibrant game of colorful communication where players are challenged to make connections to colors with words. What's cool about this is since everyone imagines colors differently you know connecting those colors with uh, certain cues makes for a good time and what i like about this game is the board from what i read online was play tested with people who live with color blindness oh so, so it's accessible they, so, they, so they can play it easy and still have a good time which i think was awesome and yes yeah, so it's accessible okay so someone with color blindness could actually play this game yeah. That's really cool. So if you look at the board, it's a lot of blues and a lot of greens mostly, which I guess I'm not an expert on it, so I'm not sure. But I guess that's how they can interpret colors easier that way. If I'm wrong, shout it out. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> really – that's cool that they made the game like that. Yeah, I think I, I think I read on one of the forums or something the creator was saying that. They did it for color blindness. That. That's yeah. awesome. So who, who is this game for? What do you think? I mean, it could be pretty much for anyone. I actually thought about playing it with my four-year-old. I actually saw that. I think your four-year-old could play it with you. Like a very simple version of it. Right. Right? Definitely could. But yeah, it could be a good little family game. I think we had a, we had a lot of fun playing it in our group where we played with uh, four of us. I had a lot of fun playing it. I had a lot of fun playing it too. It was also interesting for me to see the psychological perspective of what people think colors are. <laughs> You're always <laughs> analyzing people. Yeah. I'm analyzing <laughs> you right now. Yeah. <laughs> analyze this stop looking at me <laughs> but um no it's interesting because people have different perspectives on things right so right. for instance when i when i when you think of an apple when i just say the word apple what's the first color that comes to mind green red for me right right and that's but, just, but i like red apples more than green apples but i think that's just perception upon what you conceive an apple right so right. you know for me a red apple i think a cartoon apple in my head and when a cartoon apple is always red yeah Right, and in your mind, you're thinking green apple. Why? Just because everything when you think of apple flavors and stuff, it's always green apple. Green right. Apple. So, so it's really cool to see that different perspectives of the same thing. Right. So the first clue is one word. Correct. Right. Yep. So that's why you know if I had red and I said apple, then I'm either going to get half the people going to green or half the people going to red because those are the two main colors people are going to choose when they think of apple. When you play the game, it's this giant board of just colors and the the object of the game is to get as many people as you can on your color you want the most points so you get a grid so say you chose you know the color and you said apple or whatever and then i put my number on like j4 so you're going green yeah we'll say green put on a green whatever that yeah you have like a letter and a number that's how i choose the color on the board first of all put my token there and then there's like a scoring box that covers nine squares so everyone's trying to earn the most points and whoever is the q giver gets points for how many people are inside that square grid so you want people to guess and outside the outer edge too 
Oh, no, 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 no. no, no, no. The cue giver gets points sorry, for people sorry. in it. Sorry, yeah, 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 sorry. I, if I'm giving the clue, I only get points for people in it. Right. Everyone who's trying to guess it gets points. If they're just outside the edge or inside of it. Right. They get more points. It's like one, two, and three. And it's really cool because it was neat to see that perspective. Like when you, I think you gave that example, Apple. I did. Played. I did. That's why it's in my head. Yeah. <laughs> you had the option of giving a second cue. You don't have to. But if, if they're way off, like say everyone put it on, on green and you're red, then you would say like, you don't have to say red, red apple, but you can, you can't say the color in the cue, but you can say something like clown nose. Right. Right. To and make bring, it more obvious. Yeah. So the second cue has two words and then you shift everyone over that way. Best you can. Yeah. It's really cool to see how people interpret colors. Yeah, and everyone's going to have a different perception of it. And I guess, like, it's hard to talk about this game for so long because it is a very simple game. Mm -hmm. And the premise, and, like, we literally just told you how to play. (laughs) It is really that simple. Yeah, It's for all ages. It did not take us long to play. I think we played within 20 minutes. Yeah, we didn't play up to the 50 points. Played up to 30. Still wasn't that long. But it was not that long. I mean, we could have played maybe another 10 10 minutes. We would have been fine. I enjoyed it, too, because we brought it out on a night where we hadn't seen Bill in a while and we hadn't seen Michaela in a while so we I could we could talk and have conversations while playing it right you know it was so casual that it didn't seem like you took all your thought and we're having fun making fun of each other you know like when i said apple everyone's like are you kidding me <laughs> <laughs> like red or like someone said grape and then someone used grape again and then when they use grape again they're like it was a different grape yep <laughs> <laughs> and that's because people were thinking differently again like you're saying how green apple from like flavors Skittles or something right, right where grape yeah. from flavors is different than like a grape grape right so it's just it was just so interesting like hearing about how people interpret the colors and then also we did we saw different shades too i don't know if you noticed it but sometimes we would see a shade on the card and then it was hard to, like on the grid it looked di- slightly different well, yeah, when colors are put together, they're going to be a little bit different as well, right? Yeah. Just our brain can't process colors. It, ble- it blends. It blends them. stuff, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what it's blending. What was interesting to me was when I was playing, you pick up the card with the four colors on it. It's actually really hard to think of something <laughs> of those colors, especially something that's like a light purple. I don't, I'm going to say lavender. I know that's a color, but like that lavender color, like what other than lavender is that color? I, right? no, I don't even know what color lavender was, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I had a really difficult time to try to make it easy enough for you guys to guess my co- my color. Well, yeah, you could say lavender, and I might have a different shade. But you can't say mind. the color in the queue. But you could say lavender. That's a color. Oh. Well, I don't know. It's just I thought I thought they said didn't chartreuse wasn't chartreuse one of the oh yeah I guess one of the answers and you could say that. But the thing is, like I don't first of all I don't know what chartreuse is, <laughs> but my chartreuse is gonna be different than your chartreuse. Okay. <laughs> I think that's why that's acceptable. But my red is gonna be your red. Right. Makes sense. I guess. So let's compare what everyone thought was a good party game and see if Hughes and Q's hits those points. So I took all the points you listed yep. and made a little list. So I'm going to ask, I'm going to throw these questions at you. Does Hughes and Q's handle a lot of people? Three to 10. So yes. Yes. I would say that's yes. Light rule set. Yes. Can the rounds be played quickly? 100%. Everyone was having fun to the point where no one cares what the score is. I would say having fun, but there's a, it's a score-based game. So I was caring about the score because I wanted to win. I was going to say I felt like there was people caring about the score. Yeah. You don't really care about the score. You're just playing to play. Right. I think you and Bill actually cared about the score while Michaela and I were just trying to play. Right. So... But Bill and I are competitive. Right. So we'll put a, <laughs> we'll put a mediocre thing in there. Yeah. Okay. Beer. I mean, it'll sl- it'll blur your vision a little bit. I think we're we drinking on that. 
I think we were. So aren't we always drinking? No. <laughs> no, we're not, actually. We're not we're, drinking we're now. Not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe we were, but I don't think we were, like, hammered. No. No. Was it accessible? Yes. So, yes, for colorblind people, right? Yeah. Which is pretty awesome. No secret roles. No secret roles. I don't know. I was secret roles betrayer. Betraying <laughs> myself. <laughs> Can you play with all age groups? It recommends 8+. I want to play with my, like, 4-year-old. I would probably have to make it a little bit more, a little simple and... Yeah, but I feel like you could play with your four-year-old very well. So test it on. Uh, you should. Wednesday. You should do just like Sesame Street characters. I bet you that would be like so easy and fun. I don't watch TV with my kid. Well, she doesn't, she doesn't what know what she Sesame watch? Street is. Okay, well, figure out what she watches. I'm just kidding. Entertain people who don't play board games. Yeah, I mean, you know, Michaela when she comes prefers the lighter games, and I know when we play, I know we were playing Dead Man's Cabal. She was like, I'm not, I don't, I'm not having this. But when we played like Trial by Trolley. She was all about it. You know right. What I mean, so like she likes those lighter games. Right. Poop. <laughs> well poop is a color yes you could poop you could be it could be a hint so yes yes <laughs> poop <laughs> accidental nudity i mean <laughs> depends on how short your shorts were that night matt <laughs> or how much we we're drinking immature content well, yeah i guess <laughs> depends who's playing the game <laughs> i mean if you're comparing poop now then yeah <laughs> if we're playing the game oh it's immature unfortunately <laughs> matt's no thinking definition so can you have a side con? Yeah. Yes. You can have a side conversation. We were, I think, the entire time. Yeah. Matt's laughter definition. We were laughing. Yeah. Especially had- like, and I don't remember. I remember Bill said something about the best starburst. Are you saying something about starburst? Oh, he said the best starburst. Best starburst, and I was like, well, obviously, like the cherry red but he was talking about the strawberry pink one which is like the worst starburst <laughs> cherry next red to lemon i actually no <laughs> lemon is the best i chose lemon <laughs> <laughs> yellow uh, doesn't have a good rap and i'm yeah. always for the underdogs so i chose yellow you probably like green apple skittles more than the lime ones <laughs> laugh it all up <laughs> i actually like this game a lot more than i thought i would to be honest okay i wasn't sure what to expect from it and I saw a couple of playthroughs online. I'm like, yeah, this looks all right. But actually sitting and playing it with a group of people was actually a lot of fun. I was going to say it's a very good starter game, too, because yeah. it's short. I know we play the 30, but you can play it to 50, and I don't think that would take very much longer. Yeah. And you can play with a lot of people. And the thing is, your turn is simultaneous, too. Well, I guess it's not supposedly simultaneous, but everyone can think of the color they want to do and put their marker down almost right away. You're supposed right. to take turns because, you know, you could yeah, you do it. You could steal someone's place. color. Right. It's quick. It's very, very quick. And then looking at our points from what everyone said, it hits all the points. Yeah. Right. It honestly does. So, you know, kudos to the op. They did a great job. And I like it. You like it. Everyone we played it with liked it. And I wouldn't mind bringing it out to any group. Right. To be honest. So we want to appreciate the op for sending us Hues and Cues, which is a game that came out in twenty this year, twenty twenty. It was designed by Scott Brady and it's available now to purchase at anywhere any of your local friendly local game stores or on the op website. Check it out. We highly recommend it. Yep. So Sweet. now that we talk about party games that we in, that we enjoy, let's get into some that we That aren't for us. That aren't for us. So let's just first state that these games are for a very specific audience. Right. So we call them social party games. Right. They're a little different than the party game genre. These games will include texting, social media posts, prank calling. They could be lewd. They could be not lewd. Generally, they could be confusing to whoever's getting the <laughs> texts. <laughs> All right. Because you're basically pranking people. Yeah. We had two games to review. The first one was... And the, I can explain the game in one minute. Right. You basically draw two random cards, word cards. 
Yep. So one's like a noun, and one's a verb, verb or something like that. Yeah. 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 So okay. So you, so you draw a verb and a noun, and it's kind of of the lines of Cards Against Humanity. So you're looking at they could be okay. So you know the one that is posted on their website is like stringy special. And then you have to prank someone with that. But you could get some really lewd ones. Right. So it can be kind of interesting. Yeah, so there's a challenge card. So you use those two words. And it either says, like, post on your social media, take your friend's phone and text their boss, or text a random number in their phone, or, like, prank call a business and try to talk about the stringy special or whatever, right? Right. There, there's also a Cards Against Humanity thing, too. Everyone gets to define the word. Yeah. And then you could choose the best. I think we had the most fun doing that that with it i agree hey guys editor's note the second game that you were going to hear matt and john talk about was canceled in its entirety by the creator after we recorded this episode so for the remainder of the show we will be calling this game another name all right back to the show so the second game you know a little bit more of yeah we got this game called matt and john have tiny feet it was sent to us to kind of preview previewed on our instagram i mean with this one i didn't find it terrible it was okay for me but basically you draw a card and you're supposed to text whoever the card i know one of the cards said text the last person you saw naked and it'll give you like a list of words and you have to create a paragraph with those words in it essentially right and the more words you put in the paragraph the more points you get and you get added points if they text you back and stuff like that so i mean it's not terrible it's actually more playful than anything but i know they have different like sets i know that they think they've got like a stoner one um stuff like that so i think it could be lube but the one they sent us was more uh, lighthearted and, and funny okay so what do you think of these two games i can see the appeal to them okay and i can see how they can be fun especially if you're like in a high school or like a college party setting so i'm just gonna point out there i'm old yeah (laughs) (laughs) this this isn't as much fun to me right and i'm gonna side with you on that one just because we are working professionals so sending texts or like if i gave you my phone to text someone you're gonna most likely text someone that either works for me or you're gonna text my boss right that that, that's who my contacts is or like my mom right so (laughs) you know like i didn't mind Matt's stinky feet that much like i said before it seemed a little more lighthearted and like whatever you can send a random paragraph but it's like i don't want you touching my phone (laughs) you know like (laughs) yeah Yeah. i'm not i'm not about that and i can see the appeal and i can see why it would be fun to play it's just not for me you know like we're in our our mid-30s heading into late 30s and uh you know so i did something really fun yeah what'd you do did you text my boss Yeah, I... son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, check your. Uh, yeah, you better check your phone. <laughs> Looks like you don't got a job now, John. Hope you enjoy unemployment. <laughs> All right. So what I did was I went on the website for John's hairy feet, and I went on the website for. <laughs> and I pulled two examples, and I drafted up an email to my coworkers. And I said, these are the two games that we got to review. I gave them a little spiel. Gave them the most PG responses ever because I don't want to be fired. Right. (laughs) And I said, hey, you know, what would you do if I texted you or prank called you with these things? Okay. And I asked them to give me responses. So I'm going to read the responses. And these range from people in their 20s to people in their early 40s. And it goes from coworkers at the same level as me, coworkers who are at the same level as me on a different team, and my boss's boss. Okay. I'm going to tell you one thing, though. (laughs) This sounds hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. And it makes these games more fun. 
to me in this light. So proceed. Their responses are what they would be thinking if I sent this to them. And some of them even commented on the game concept. Okay. Okay. So uh, first one is a younger coworker. We'll call her G. She is at the same level as me. Okay. I don't think it's professional. But I don't think it would be an HR incident. So I asked him if it was an (laughs) HR incident. (laughs) I'm assuming you would later clarify to me that you were playing this game. And if the game really took off and everyone was doing it, then it might be normal to get a call like this. Like how everyone's TikToking now. Right. This is her response. Do I want to play? Says G. No. (laughs) I think both texting and phone call games are very high school. No, not even high school. They are junior high school, early teens. Huh. <laughs> Table flip. <laughs> Mic drop. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what junior high school is, but cool. All right. That's because we're Canadian. Yeah, we don't have that. <laughs> okay. So second one, our age, co-worker, we'll call him S. The calling one would be funny coming from you, Matt. As I know, you're way too nice of a person to be saying it. Oh, thanks, ass. The texting one would look like someone spoofed your number and was trying to scam me. Yeah. The texting one's right from our website. It's the answer you put up for John's man bun on the blurb. So if you want to see what I sent them, you can see that. Well, it's funny because Matt has like the oldest cell phone ever. Like his his like I think you still have a flip phone, right? I still have a flip phone, don't I? Yeah, that's what I said. You still have a flip <laughs> oh yeah, phone. yeah. No, I I don't, but oh you don't we'll say I do. Okay, I don't even know your cell phone. No, mine's, like, mine's I never see it. My phone's like five or six years old. Yeah, so and it's yeah, it's it's bad. It barely even works. It doesn't have data on it. Yeah, so first of all, I think all these people are like, first of all, you call people. <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't think I've ever talked to Matt on the phone. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so either. I'm not. A, I'm I actually more of a phone person than I'm anything. But so this next one, this person's older co-worker on another team and we'll call him e so his first thing he says is why couldn't work contacts be off limits for this game let's let's just say that you know you're drunk right (laughs) (laughs) and i pick up your phone i do whatever and some of the games are like i pick up your phone john and then i make a call right so imagine you picked up my phone and started doing this to my co-workers right could be bad right yeah and you think too like i'm not i don't have my contacts just have their name it's not be like so and so where i work let's say it's a like choose the c list well you're gonna see like charlie colin charlene who's the first person you're gonna text Charlene. Right. (laughs) Right? So, like, get me in trouble, right? Anyway, so E keeps going. I'm in the older demographic for this game for sure, but still, I'm asking who is calling anyone these days, let alone leaving a voicemail. One of them said leave a voicemail. Like, Who's leaving a voicemail? (laughs) Comedy Central just canceled Drunk History, which was intelligent and funny. You'd have to be way more creative than Drunk History than that show with your drunk call for this to even be remotely entertaining. Ouch. Also, if you were a coworker and I'm looking for leverage on you whatsoever, <laughs> you know I'll be calling up HR. Oh, or record or recording your, you know, make a note of your call or whatever for later. It's a dog eat dog world out there, and if you're playing this game, you're wearing milk bone underpants. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> also, uh, E is a listener to our show, so that's actually really cool, too. Oh, yeah. thanks, E. Yeah, man. Thanks Appreciate for Hope it. you're listening right now. So. And then finally, this manager is slightly older than us, and he's actually my manager's manager. Okay. <laughs> so he's like, he is the power to hire and fire. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And we'll call him Big R. Big R. <laughs> All right. So 
unless you can really trust the coworkers, it would be a very, very dangerous play. That is why I think managers of all sorts try not to leave paper trails of random emails, IMs that can indict them later on. You just never know how someone would react. Similar to how you shouldn't work late with someone of the opposite sex at your job, I know that seems absurd to be this sensitive with others, but it's just not worth the risk. There are very specific people I work with that I'm willing to say things to that I can trust them to that level with. And I try not to expand that group because it's just too much to manage. Like lying about something to one person, you have to keep up the lie with all those people. That's, that's heavy. Yeah, that's actually a very good answer. I mean, it's coming from the manager's manager, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, these games can be fun, but, like, honestly, when as soon as, like, a phone is involved, I'm out. So those responses are people of our age. Right. Right? So they're professionals in a work environment. And that and that is the fear. The fear for us is that if someone got our phone, right. would they have the restraint to not text my boss? No. That's the first person I'm going to either text your wife, your mom, or your boss. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That, those are the only three people I'm looking for. And that's why you don't want to play this game. Right. And the drunker you get, the easier it is for you to do that. And, exactly. And, you know, and like for you, you're a manager also. Right. So imagine I picked up your phone and did an inappropriate comment to one of your employees and they just were not having a good day with you that day. Bam, you're fired, man. Yeah. You know, that ain't worth it. Yeah, it's not worth it. But on the, on the lighter side of things, if we were in our 20s... I'd be all about this game. So, okay. So let's flip the table. Yeah. Who should play this game? High school, college students. Yeah. People who don't care about the message getting, you know, out there. Or as the one G said, maybe you let them know what's happening. Be like, hey, I'm about to send you a drunken, you know, I'm playing this game. No, I'm going to send you a warning. Or if the game takes off, then everyone knows about it. So it's not as big of a deal. But I still think there's inappropriateness to it. As a working professional, these games aren't for us. I'm not saying don't check them out. If you're into that kind of stuff, go for it. They seem like they can be a lot of fun. But I did see some good with you know, I felt like their the defining part of that game was really good. Yeah. That is a good thing. If you like Hearts of Humanity, you'll love the defining part. Right. But if you have the willpower <laughs> to do it, you might like that other part of it if you're not afraid of that. And you know what? When I was younger, I used to prank call people all the time. I loved prank calling. We we used to listen to the Jerky Boys. Yeah. Well, but how old were we, though? We were uh, like... Yeah, I was like... 12. And you could star six nine your call, so you know, like <laughs> no one knows who you are. That's I don't know if that's an American thing, that's a Canadian thing. Yeah. You block your number and you know, that stops you from it makes you feel invincible. Ha ha ha. Cell phones. I mean I guess you, maybe you could block your number. I got a funny story. Okay. About prank calling. Kevin's on the line, so he'll appreciate this one. So there was one time I called I went to call Kevin okay. when we were in grade school and I dialed the wrong number off by like one number. And this little kid picked up and i was like hey is kevin there and he's like yeah this is kevin and i was like no it's not but i thought it was kevin's sister oh pretending to be kevin and she <laughs> and, you know i just thought she was just being a little shithead <laughs> and this is right. why she doesn't like you right no <laughs> anyway so i was like oh, i'm gonna get kevin's sister back hang up call again they no one answered i left this like adam sandler sex and weightlifting oh my god no <laughs> no on their no, answering how machine how old were you you must have been like 12, I, I, I was 11. in grade, yeah, grade 7 or 8. I don't know. Oh, no. Grade oh, 7, no. maybe. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. So I left on this house's uh, answering machine, Adam Sandler's sex and weightlifting. John C. <laughs> to try, to try to, John C. You should see he's tearing up right now. Yeah, yeah, to try to prank call Kevin's sister for being a little, little shit at it on the phone pretending to be kevin turns out it's this like little five-year-old oh, six-year-old kid no! whose name was actually kevin 
and their mom called the cops on me. Like I had the cops show up at my house, and like, <laughs> oh man, I got in so much trouble. Oh, imagine, imagine like you're a five year old kid, and they pick up the phone again, and that's all they hear is sex and weightlifting. <laughs> you're like, that kid's in therapy because of you right now. Uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, that was my funny story. Sorry, but I mean, like, you know, if I was twelve, I'd love this game. <laughs> if I was twelve, I'd love this game too. And I think that that's kind of where it comes from. It's like if you're young, you might actually like it, but if you're like. Again, you're a professional. You're not going to like this game. Right. Because you're going to be scared out of your mind that someone that is important is going to get your text message. <laughs> cool. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> let's geek out about something here. So let's geek just up. throw around the top ranked party games of Board Game Geek. So we're not going to rank them. These are already ranked for us. But number one is Codenames. Ever played that? Really? Yeah. Yeah, I have played Codenames. It's good. It's a good game. I think it appeals to everybody. Yeah, it's pretty easy. I think there's more thinking, though. It's more of a quiet game. Right. Second one is Decrypto. I haven't played it. I actually demoed it, but I couldn't understand it. It was a little more complicated. And the guy who made it stood me up at PAX Unplugged. So I don't know. Maybe it's good. Probably is. Resistance. I played it. It's good. You haven't played it. Just one. Uh, we own it. We didn't have time to play it. I think we might play it this week, but that's okay. Secret Hitler. No. Deception Murder in Hong Kong. We talked about another show. Sushi Go Party. Sushi Go is awesome. I don't know if you ever played Sushi Go. Mm-hmm. Dixit's good, but that's for a different crowd. I say it's for like, it's more of a thinking game and it's for like a crowd who just wants to chill. It's not really like a complex game or game of fun laughing i haven't played like any of these party games oh really <laughs> i go down cool. the list i'll tell you cool the first on one I, first one i played is dixit really is you haven't played codenames oh sorry codenames i played yeah and then i haven't played dixit after that and then werewolf and then coup after that yeah there's some really good ones on there that i wouldn't need to try but i haven't monikers is one of them highly recommended if you go to page two oh bang bang the dice game there's this game called samurai sword that we play it's mm-hmm. a better version of Bang. Not the dice game, though. But if you go to the second page, there's Fake Artist Goes to New York, which I recommended to a friend, and they love that game. Nice. They say it's their like favorite go-to game now. Uh, Wavelength is on there. I like that one, but I think I like Coup better. So I know on Friday when we played, you guys played a couple party games. Right. What did you guys play? Played Point Salad and Llama. Every time I hear Point Salad, I think of Fruit Salad. You know what? I actually said Fruit Salad when I was <laughs> writing my tweet about it, and then I'm like, oh, I got to re- reverse that. <laughs> Or when I was making this note, I actually yeah. wrote Fruit Salad. So how were those two games? Fruit Salad, I'm just kidding. Point Salad was good, and I would highly recommend it. It was very casual. You'd have a conversation. It was very easy to play. In fact, Bill was over, Bill and Makilla, and Bill had a headache and didn't want to play at first. But then he watched us play around, and he got it right away. Very simple. You either draft two veggies in Point Salad, or you pick a points card. And then you're just trying to satisfy the conditions on your points card by drafting veggies. Nice. And then it just goes until all the cards are gone, and number of cards is based on number of players. Real fun. I loved it. Cool. And the second game was Llama. And Llama's kind of like a, it's not a trick taping game. It's kind of like Uno or maybe like more like Janitor where you got to play like, you know, if a two is played, you got to play a two or a three. Three is played, you got to play a three or a four. It goes one, two, three, four, five, six, and then Llama. And then on Llama, you could play a one. And it repeats that. And if you can't play a card, you draw a card or you can fold. If you fold, you get all the points in your hand. Okay. So Bill was watching us play that too, and he picked up on it right away. We had a blast playing it. Although we annihilated him probably because he had a headache. Yeah, both those games are really fun. Let me ask you, what is your best party game you ever played? The best party game I've ever played? I really don't know. I mean, I probably had the most fun. We had a night where we played, we kind of took our group and separated, and we had like two tables of two different games going on. So I played Dead Man's Cabal with like Novi, Matt, and Michaela, and you played Fire Tower with 
Bill and I think your brother played around with you that day, I think. And then we kind of all gathered together and we played Trial by Trolley. Oh, Trial by Trolley, yeah. Right? Which was a lot of fun. But I think I had more fun that night playing the game. We didn't play Tetsus at all. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I really thought like you can really tell the game was just nonsense but it was a lot of fun it was just super lighthearted and funny and we were I, the whole room was laughing the entire time yeah i i don't know i didn't find it i didn't really like it <laughs> <laughs> honestly it kind of reminded me of the game flux yeah flux is like you pull cards and you have different rules and i like flux better so i don't know but I, maybe we didn't play test this at all it was a good game because it wasn't play test at all and it's just random yeah so maybe that's why you liked it so much I like the some of the cards. You know, there was like, oh, the wasn't there one like you kick people out if they had like a certain card. I don't remember. But oh I, yeah, 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 yeah. They're kicked out of the round or something. Yeah, it was good. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, playing that one. I'll, I will give it credit. Sometimes games are just simple. Yeah, and nonsensical or great party games. Because you're right, we were laughing. You had side conversations. It wasn't like anything serious. But I think the best experience, not really the best experience, but one that stands out to me for party games is I went to a conference last year for work and we kind of all like all did our own thing most of the time. Like after everything was done, like most of us just like kind of went to our room. And the one night we're like, let's all get together. Let's do something as a team. And we played Joking Hazard. Nice. And, you know, alcohol was involved and which is which is fine but <laughs> there's one card on there that that just yells like Fuck you like really loud right and that's just like an inside joke with like me and a co-worker i had a lot of fun playing that joking hazard's fun i like that style i never really got into cards against humanity so you said you had like an inside joke between you and one of your buddies yeah like it was just like they laid that card down and just like when they laid it down it was just like we all just sort of just shouted out really loud in the hotel like there's 12 of us in this room oh just like in unison ah, yeah oh really <laughs> yeah. oh was that word yeah beep you <laughs> yeah. oh man so it's just like an inside like joke a chorus uh, it's just like a chorus of people yeah, it's like a chorus of angels singing the f word <laughs> uh, but it was funny like and you know a party game to me if you have a really good time sometimes creates good memory right right and i think that a lot of party games that we play create those memories yeah right and i was gonna say so the best party game I've played, I think you maybe play this. You ever played the game Things with us? You've Not heard, with you, but you've I've heard played some, it. You've yeah. heard some epic stories of our Things games, but we really rip into each other. So basically, you go into the game with, you have to have. Oh, yeah. Yes. You, <laughs> I'm not, I, I, maybe I'll get into it, but you, you have to go in with the understanding that we are horrible people. No, you're not horrible people. We, no, but we will we will attack your lowest points. Right. We will. We, yeah. if we see something that makes you feel uncomfortable. It will get brought up again and, and again. again and again. Like we were repetitive joke people. <laughs> you take people's vulnerability and you stab them in the face with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I remember now. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Yeah. yeah. But then I remember the story. Yeah. And, said, and, yeah, and yeah. you agreed. I'm not going to get into it, but it's just like, you know, you know, we'll attack Kyle, for instance. Right. And then it'll be like. Kyle, you have a drinking problem, and then the whole thing will be like the next seven seven Years. games of thing. Seven, <laughs> no, the next seven games of like the next seven rounds are all about someone throws in a Kyle a joke about Kyle drinking, right? Yeah. Or like, and then it gets a little bit wilder, right? Someone will then say, you know, uh, I don't even say it. No, I won't say, I won't it. say it's it. Too dark. No, well, it gets dark. It gets dark. <laughs> it just it, gets it dark. got real dark. Yeah, the story that Matt's referring to got real dark. The whole point is we we just take. 
the minute we tug on someone's heartstrings, it right. just it's like how far can we go? How I over would have the top? punched you guys in the face. <laughs> so hard. And we would have deserved it. But that's the thing. You got to go in. You got to go in with the understanding of what you signed up for. This is what you signed up for. Pre- a bunch precursor of- when you start. Hey, guys, I am going to talk about your mom the entire <laughs> night. <laughs> and then there's an understanding there. And you're like, and oh, and it's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. Just to let you know, right. this is what you signed up for. If you don't like it, go home. <laughs> that's kind of how we roll with that so now we have like a little thing where it's like i have to like put a disclaimer (laughs) whenever we play that game all right playing a party game uh no swearing (laughs) there's like a rule set to party games at matt's house now a huge thank you again to the op for sending us hues and cues to preview on this podcast and thank you all for listening if you like what you hear don't forget to leave us a review on apple podcast or hit that follow button on your favorite streaming platform if you have a game that you'd like for us to check out or talk about or if you've created a game and you want us to preview it on the podcast just let us know by emailing us at info at friday don't forget to check us on our social media follow us on instagram at friday night underscore official and on twitter at friday night gms and And don't forget to check back every Friday night for our next episode. And remember, it's Friday night, and let's have some fun.